0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Black Couture's health and wellness lifestyle blog called Zwane's Fitness Mission Podcast. As always, this blog post is all about um, connecting your body, mind, and spirit to your health goals with a God-centered view. Today I'll be talking about how to save yourself from toxic relationships, beliefs, um, and as always this post may contain affiliate links if you buy something from one of the links you won't pay a penny more but i will get a small commission and i i always try to suggest products and items i would also use myself now let's get into this week's episode about toxic relationships um what you guys will realize in this season of um black to health and wellness uh lifestyle blog as well as Zwana's fitness mission i'm talking about the complexities behind clutter clutter is so complex because it's mixed with human beliefs that a majority of people have endorsed and can we not just say that some of us were sitting at home and having to sit there and watch A lot of like, a lot of the times, a lot of the debates, a lot of the incidences taking place across the world, it had a lot to do with just human beliefs. Our beliefs are different. And so I thought I would just go in with just some interesting, uh, my perspective on um, relationships and also how I feel like we've sort of weaved in toxic relationship beliefs and endorse them into something that's positive and that more people should be doing. So, can I please start with my first quote? Quotation goes like this. Can I be brutally honest? Like, haven't even told some of my friends kind of honest. Those conversations are exhausting and damaging because expectations make it seem like you can factory reset a man. End quote. Introduction. Have you ever had a conversation with a friend and felt like, girl, girl, bye. Okay, baby girl, girl, that's some abusive beliefs coming out of your mouth right now. Or you're in the car, or a train, or a kumbi, and your other friend is talking about how wild and loud her family is. Then you're like, girl, honey, 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 child. Nobody is supposed to talk to you like that While sitting at the dinner table Dodging a table Dodging a plate from the drunk uncle Does that sound like any of you? Well That's toxic beliefs Muddied into normalized behaviors And some of your world views That's what I'm here to talk to you guys about And like I said on my blog post On blackcouture.wordpress.com Definitely go check it out if you're in a rush, then definitely stay tuned for this episode and just take me on your journey with you for the day because I'm about to get into some healthy real conversations. So let's talk about those toxic beliefs because we have we all have them. They are muddy, messy, unclear and more twisted than a unicorn chameleon. Toxic beliefs become emotional clutter a.k.a. your emotional roommates, a.k.a. your trauma that pays no rent to your mental health when they merge with what looks like logical beliefs. Now I'm just going to pause for a second just to give you a background between why I thought this was best to start um, write about this and then I'll use the other example later on when I go into greater details. Um, I was sitting there and watching Kylie Jenner and her friends. I loved, you know, I'm I do love aspects about them. So I would go and watch, um, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians or even Kylie Jenner on her YouTube channel. But when everybody in the room, there was one way in her YouTube channel, she was with her friends. Um, and they were maybe doing like, there were questions like who would end up this, who would end up that, would you rather type questions? And one of the questions was who who out of this group would get married? And they all sarcastically laughed. And you know, when that happened, I was so disappointed. You know, my heart like sank a little bit because I was like, Okay, we let's be honest. If if I was that friend there, I'd have been like, you know what, let's be honest, you know, we kinda have messy if you go into relationships all kind of messy, You know, not fully knowing yourself. I don't want to eliminate the idea of wanting to get married simply because maybe things haven't worked out. I still need to understand myself as an individual. Do you understand yourself as an individual? We're young, you know, but I wouldn't rule out getting married because maybe, I don't know, we've all experienced breakups as friends. Um... Dating has been uh crazy. If you've read my blog post or been on my other episodes, you know that you know when I I started dating when I was 27, and it started off wild. I got licked in the face. I got chased down. um People were screaming at me, telling me that my your womb belongs to me. And I'm like, I'm not even your girlfriend, and you are telling me that my womb belongs. Like, are you crazy? Please go sit with the pastor. And stop, you know, screaming at me, number one. You know what I mean? And so I feel like maybe in that, that's what sparked my curiosity to why we date and why we feverishly want to date or why people don't want to get married and toxic relationship beliefs. And I think that's something that maybe God also wanted us to explore and maybe Like I've said, church is geographical. So maybe in my church, I didn't get that conversation because um, they were looking at it culturally. But we're also missing out on a great wealth of information. Because if somebody could just easily say to me, you know what, if you want to fill that void um, before you get hurt and give up on the idea of, let's say, marriage, go on a personal discovery thing so that you're not attacking somebody and, you know, forcing them to um, worship you in a relationship or how about letting go of the idea of the perfect one and loving somebody imperfectly, loving somebody imperfectly also comes with understanding yourself as an individual so that you in, in understanding yourself, you also be able to harness self ownership. Like I own the fact that I'm impatient and, um, I will let go my partner and let him exist in his entire self and let him be free and not try and control him. So I feel like when sometimes I felt like in my Christian journey, maybe we were missing that conversation cause they were very conservative and it was sort of like, just cause your legs. Like, what does that mean? So yeah, um, that video from Kylie Jenner actually sparked my, um, I have to talk about it in the sense that, hey, you know what? And I say that to my friends, you know, maybe that's why I don't have that many friends, but I say that to my friends as well. Or, you know, individuals that go onto my groups and become into become part of um our my WhatsApp group chat that um part of this WhatsApp group is growing and knowing who yourself yourself is so that slowly but surely you can untie these very muddy beliefs, like toxic beliefs. So that's how they become uh, cluttered. Next quote. And trust me, I got licked across the face at a date once. So I definitely don't want someone controlling how I react to their actions. Am I right about that one? But we'll get to the story in just a few more um, paragraphs or uh, moments here. So bear with me. But stemming back from how emotional uh, toxic beliefs become emotional clutter, for instance, I believe most people enter dysfunctional relationships as a basis of, I want someone who will make me their world. I mean, I even feel like that, so I'm not judging. I've had moments where I felt, felt like that. I might even... And I'm not judging because maybe that feeling that I've had was based on a career. I want to be the best in my, in my field so that people can, you know, basically praise me for my intelligence. And that's not always the case, but I'll get to that story on another day. You can still have intelligence because that's what I prayed for. I prayed for discernment and wisdom to be, to surpass and be able to act more strategically in my job place. And God was able to give me that one. But you know what the funny thing is. Like I'm always going to tell you guys. Jesus is going to give you those things. And then at the same time be like. But I'm just going to show you the reality of the situation. You're going to be around a lot of people who project emotions. So number one you may not be worshipped. Um, asking for, to be put on such a stage. Comes with a high cost. Because we are with a lot of people who are dealing with. Uh, feelings of fear and sometimes fear, uncertainty, change. Um, it's not always going to be received positively. So there'll always be growth, uh, with your requests in life. But again, like I said, let's stick to what we're talking about today. And that's toxic relationships. Yet when relationships fail, they don't see that the person may be struggling with personal limitations to commit. Now, am I right? So that just like throws you off of the whole idea. I want someone to make me their world. I mean, songs are like that, movies are like that. And then here we are, you're faced with a, a real human being, a, a real human who doesn't realize how their emotions are governing their decisions. The guy gets excited at the beginning of the relationship. You know, actually, I. I went through that and it was actually really fascinating. Maybe the only thing I'd appreciate is because I started dating later. Um, we'd have like an awesome day and then the insecurity kicks in. And then all of a sudden, you know, you are, you're, you're there shocked. Maybe I was shocked personally, why are you insecure? We've just had such an amazing dinner. Nothing has happened. Why do you have to behave jealously? And then conversely, I do the same thing, struggling with my own limitations. So it was kind of interesting to be, um, to have that outer perspective as well. Like, who am I in this relationship? And I realized that, let's say for instance, um because i was around the influence of uh, certain individuals certain ideas that i saw from the from online and just the consumption consumption of media that it's very it's more easy to become insecure when somebody um is struggling with their human contradictions and i i think part of this conversation is about understanding why we should accept those contradictions and let go of this expectational idea of the ideal person. So instead, it's the usual. I will never find love again. <laughs> Yet that is not the case. Okay. <laughs> One of my favorite bloggers um, of uh, female bloggers that I follow, Sophia Reads, has an amazing point uh, post about. F- you know, let's stop feeling tired about being heartbroken. Y'all should go and check out that post and see, you know, is this something that relates to my ideas of this constructed human being versus the reality that, hey, you know, we are full of contradictions. Um, and that is okay. What I really loved about it, it was a total lifesaver and explains more. But today, I just want us to focus on expecting someone to change to suit your emotional needs now is a muddy, toxic belief because it seems to be baked with the one side of understanding of those hashtag relationship goals. (laughs) For one, here there is an expectation, and that expectation sometimes supersedes that reality. Like I said, he must be Prince Charming, we've just had an amazing dinner, but when he started when he became insecure right that second after the dinner that's those moments where i should have been like hey um what is going on but instead sometimes we get maybe frustrated that why is he always like this you know we had such an amazing dinner and then now all of a sudden he's asking me stupid questions about do i like other people um oh my goodness it's tough being a beautiful girl and yet he doesn't understand you know, I may have also struggled with the idea of beauty. I may have struggled with the idea of what is actually beautiful. So that in your, sometimes you, you put all oh, these insecurities on the person that you're dating without realizing that they don't even know what you're talking about. And so that's what the reality is. That's superseding that expectation that you will be my world. you be this perfect person. And sometimes building up that emotion becomes overwhelming and then kicks in that insecurity. So that's why it's muddy, right? Are you getting the muddiness there or is it becoming a little bit clear? It's the wanting to control someone or control the, your, your world and the ideal that you want your world to be, the outcome of how you were treated, as opposed to seeing the person and allowing them to exist with all their imperfections. Allow me to pause. I have a very interesting story about this, and I'll talk about it later. I don't know why I keep um, moving it to, like, the next post and the next post, but I will talk about it. Um, When I came back to my home country from Norman, Oklahoma, and I came back to Swaziland, I was living in Manzini and Swatini, and... um, I had you know for me what I love about God is I feel like I get my life lessons or I learn I learn to understand people by seeing them from a different perspective but or having a conversation with somebody who will give me a different perspective about you know people I may not want to be close to and so one of these ideas was um the men here in this country I I, I was irritated because I have you know expectation that you would talk to me a certain type of way and you would treat me a certain type of way and you would get angry. I would, you know, not want to... You could see on my face that I was not entertaining you. You are not going to come near me, you know? But the craziest story that I had, which is why I actually want to talk about this later, is a gentleman sat me down. He's a pastor. And he told me this wild story that there's some men in this country who... I actually came across three, Sorry. Three men in one week, that gave me a huge eye-opener to what's happening to young men in this country. And that is, there are men in this country who, um, maybe not necessarily because you're a man and you're a boy, you, you know, they focus on the women and then they toss the men aside. And he told me that, you know, when that happens, uh, the men who are usually eager to pick up those boys are like, you know, corrupt men. So what happened to him? He ran away from home because he felt discarded. He felt uh, rejected at home. And he ended up in the clutches of these men who used to bring women to beat, um, who used to bring women. So in the morning, they would beat the women up, like beat the women. And and then throw, give them like, you know, 15,000. Sorry, I can't transfer that to dollars. But... So I'm sitting there listening to that story. That story to me was a way of understanding. You know, when these men call you in a very derogatory way, it sometimes you also shock them by looking at them disgusted, you know, like that's what the, he didn't say that, but I got that from that story that these boys are every day. There there's a woman they had given, they beat that woman, they told to beat that woman and the social manhood, and he has fifteen thousand. And so it's kind of weird now all of a sudden I come there out of nowhere. I just arrived, you know, and I'm telling them, You gotta talk to me nicely. You excuse me? Like who are you? Expectation. Without understanding the reality of what, how life goes so i will talk about that another time but what that made me um it also really helped because then i obviously i, w- I became less combative <laughs> to men in the country and i remember a friend uh a year later when we were watching these um gender-based violence movements uh the comment that i made was you know um we are treating we're treating the men worse instead of understanding how did it become a cancer So going to the root cause, where are these men who, um, where are these, where, how can we capture the boys before they run away and end up in that environment where they're taught to beat up a woman? Number one. Number two, that requires us to actually understand what family planning is. So it was, um, and then she asked me the crazy story, like, okay, but where are they collecting these women to beat them up? And so I feel like before I write that post, I have to try and he's my neighbor weirdly enough but i've never spoken i'm a very like uh anti-social person like an introvert i've never spoken to my neighbor so i would love maybe to go and talk to my neighbor if i can find out where are they finding these women who are these women um then i can maybe write that post to complete the story so yeah anyway so that is expectation versus reality i want to be treated like a princess i want to be treated like a queen uh, in order for you to be treated like a princess and be treated like a queen um sometimes you have to understand the reality is people are full of uh different backgrounds to us culturally um emotionally um and spiritually there's a whole there's a whole aspect to a human being that um we sometimes ignore when we have an expectation of how. We want to be treated or how a dating situation will turn out and so um i think it also sheds light into um, those kind of situations where we feel like how are we actually engaging each other in those um in in that environment in that sphere of being in a relationship and am i understanding where this individual comes from his family and am i willing to let go and accept and so those are really powerful moments um for each and every one of us. I hope in, in in taking that step forward to being like, you know what? I'm I'm willing to know myself first, know the other person and just the density of um this whole human being that I'm interested in. But at the moment we're really not doing that. We want to control the outcome. And as a result of our beliefs that we have we don't look close enough to see another person struggling underneath themselves. I mean, think about it. If we, and let's say if, you know, again, let me just take the point of the, these young men, a lot of them sometimes come out of the situation like that young man, or they come out and become like, um, you know, successful men in the country. Right. Um, we has, who hasn't really dealt with the fact that he was taught to beat a woman. So Understanding that, do you really think that he understands what on earth dating is? You know what I mean? Does he really know what dating is? And so I'll, don't get me wrong, I'll still get really fed up with annoying men who talk to me all kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, I I get annoyed and then I allow myself to let go by understanding he's coming with his own beliefs and his own idea and it may it may it might be clashing with mine because I have a different idea to his. Right. But um, those kind of things we have to think about it. How many girls face time and up to two hundred scenarios of how they want that guy to treat them. And it's all about me. As a woman it has to be all about me, right? Um, and the men they feel that same way it doesn't have to be extreme. He maybe didn't grow up in an environment where those very rare cases where he's, he was taught to beat a woman. Um, and so it's, it has to be all about him. Culturally, it might be the case. Um, but I think that we do have, it is muddied, right? That's what I'm talking about. Why it's toxic? Because it's muddied into, um, this is the way that life is. So that's why those men were shocked when I'd look at them with fire in my eyes you know like who like who's this woman you know and at the same time as a woman i would also look at them um it becomes a two-way street and so in understanding yourself understanding the environment i think that's one way you can sort of clear the mud so to speak when it comes to these relationship um toxic relationship beliefs So honestly, can I be brutally honest? Like I haven't even told some of my friends, kind of honest. Those conversations are exhausting and damaging because expectations make it feel like you can factually reset a man. And I mean, honestly, think about it. I don't want to fall in love because he didn't want to worship you. You have to drain the whole life out of a human being in order for that to happen. The the scenarios my personal scenarios where they were screaming at me telling me the womb belongs to them this person he he thinks that time is running out for him and he must have children now i'm like i'm not even your girlfriend so the expectation started clashing with my expectation you have to ask me out first you know i don't know what's this casual dating i'm not for it so i mean honestly think about it how can we clear the muddy waters a little bit? Drain out the mud so that we can have a clear picture of what's going on. It takes introspection. It it also takes a l- honesty. Honestly telling yourself. Everything that you know about the world right now without God's perspective can be a little bit, you know, crazy. And a little bit tricky and idealistic. What is the real situation? Idealistic is that you'll be with a man who worships you realistically what if you end up with a man who maybe was one of those boys who was beating the girls every day and then one day like the pastor that my neighbor that i spoke to just woke up one morning um he had that revelation with god and and that's actually what drew him out of the situation you know his heart it it was not well rested but let me tell you something that's where the journey really begins because it's very easy for him to go back to, um, the, what he's uh, been accustomed to three years in that situation, beating women up and asserting his manhood, but understanding there's something that's different. I, you know, maybe this is not what it means to be a, a godly man. And so also I think being honest is giving that, that's why we have to give that person that freedom to be themselves and be that contradiction because on one hand he's trying to free himself from the man who beat a woman and learned to beat a woman and was um associated with power and then also by becoming that man who a godly man who says that okay but what does god man say about um what does god say about being a godly man being dependable and that's also the same thing for a woman um a woman who, let's say, our idea was a woman who's worshiped, who's lusted upon the clear patches of this world, to being the woman who, um, you know, what is the godly perspective of that one? That's how, I, to me, that seems like the only way we can clear that mud, those muddy beliefs a little bit. And how many of your female friends um, that take one text from a guy and turn it to a, why doesn't he like me? I hate myself. Before freaking out and refusing to go out, how many of your female friends? We are surrounded with that. Uh, from televisions to everything, to our media consumption, to the sarcastic quotes on Instagram. Some and so that's why I don't like it. That's why the 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 comment some of her friends made um with Kylie Jenner really like made my heart sink just a little bit because I was like, you know, if only they could take the time. To just let themselves be humans And let themselves be, have that contradiction um, Allow yourself to Open up the drain a little bit And drain out your mind of what you actually Really believe right now and pray to God And ask Him, hey, can I have some Discernment about relationships um, What is dysfunctional What is a dysfunctional belief that I have In my life or a limited belief That I have in my life or one sided belief That I have in my life um, Those kind of honest conversations with yourselves Will help you like maybe calm you down as opposed to freaking out when you're interacting with another human being because i'm just saying to be honest and you know it's also important for a friend who's never dated before if you're the friend like myself who hadn't dated before at that time um you are filling yourself up with their beliefs without even knowing it so you are like i'm not gonna date it's gonna be okay but when you start to date you realize you've collected all the breakups your friends have had so that means you have psychologically broken up with somebody and not actually broken up with somebody you've collected all the heartbreaks of your friends i'm not saying stay away from those people but i'm just saying understand that even when you start dating uh, yourself when you choose to get into the whole dating world that you would have probably collected these deceiving beliefs, right? These toxic beliefs, these unclear beliefs, these muddied beliefs, because it's, uh, honestly speaking, I thought it was a little bit crazy when my friends would freak out. I was like, what happened? I have a lot of male friends. So I I kind of, uh, I think I was lucky to have that sort of balanced perspective where guys are also confused by that text message. So to me, it was like, okay, honestly, from what I got from my guy friends, my female friends you need to calm down or you know the women on the whatsapp group learn to calm down um and not take it as so seriously but i remember when i started dating <laughs> it took me two hours to get uh to dress up because i already s- psyched myself to sleep over the weekend just saying how many times do you go there not realizing that you've also now gained these coping mechanisms or these beliefs that no, no, I'm just not going to even to take this guy. You know, what if he does, he treats me the same way as my friends. I watched my friends cry. It was painful to me. I, I, you know, I have their heartbreak. Um, I have their pain. And, and so it's also part of that Separation, And that's why I think go on that personal journey is extremely important because sometimes then you realize in the midst of your personal journey, if you do, if you, you know, pick some really good juicy ones, I have some on my uh Pinterest board, on um, the personal development board and the personal free eBooks board on it's pinterest.com slash BLK couture. So black couture, but it's spelled BLK. And that one, I have those ones um, where you go on a personal discovery only so that through that personal discovery and it's a lifelong discovery, you learn to separate um, what's actually real and what's not real. So I never went through a breakup. You know, and I literally had to do that every time because I realized I would freak out. We're both extremely busy person when I was dating at the time. Um, when I was dating that individual at the time. But I realized that I would get so insecure when he would postpone. But I wouldn't get insecure when I would postpone. So you see, you you get what I'm saying. It's, um, it's really complex and it doesn't make you a selfish person. It just means sometimes you've been consuming, um, ideas that are just not actually what you have gone through. So all those breakups became my breakups. All those cheatings became my cheating and going through that personal discovery allowed me to drain, um, out that, um, to drain out those beliefs. And, and that's why I say those conversations drain me. They drain me now because I feel like it, I, I have a clear understanding of what I'm trying to not fill my self-concept and a uh, one way of not filling your self-concept to release those emotions is by journaling. You know, And journaling and discovering Hey you know when you start hating men for some random reason uh, You might have been listening to your friend Who's going through a certain issue And so to continue to empower yourself I always advise to journal But the most important thing is Separating those um, unrealistic or those toxic beliefs They come with that journaling and understanding who you are You haven't gone through that breakup And so I have to go through that process with my friend of releasing the breakup, healing from that breakup is not really happening. And that takes a consciousness and awareness um, of, of of your own emotional health every day. Because at the end of the day, all you do is panic. And then when you find yourself in a normal relationship, nothing has happened, but you panic. Like out of thin air panic. Okay? And this is toxic behavior. How toxic behavior shapes toxic beliefs, and I'm hashtag sorry, not sorry, but it must end. I started speaking out to my friends because both of our emotional healths are important. I want my friends to have that. Um, I want my friends to have it, and the women on my WhatsApp group to have that empowering feeling that I can get uh, a healthy. I can be in a healthy relationship, and sometimes being in a healthy relationship is. Doing the whole process of um the the brain dumping every day. So that you learn to separate somebody else's issues from your own life. And understanding my journey is different from my friend. I can support and you know you'll be a better supportive friend when you learn to negotiate those spaces of okay, so she's maybe um just crazy dating. But it's ended up, let's say just casual hookups and then it ended up being um, frustrating and making her more sad than usual, you can still be that friend who sits with her and has those conversations, but also be honest with yourself in saying that, hey, you know what, Um, friend, I've been doing this personal discovery thing, and casual dating is not really helping you, okay? Because your emotional health right now is all the way crazy. And one way you can take back your power is by saying that you know, being honest with yourself, casual dating is not helping, because now you have a very messed up view of. You went from casual dating to. I'm never gonna get married. So, let's slow your roll. You know, is your purpose not to get married, or you're just saying that as a consequence to your casual dating? So that's what I mean about being an empowering friend. You also have to set those boundaries. Does this teach me to be understanding, or am I a, a, a gadget? Up to a guy so he does what he wants with me and trust me okay that is an actual thing once you learn how to identify those two things in your own life you'll also be able to look at uh, the guys you're dating and also in a way understand them better to be like how oh, um, your expectation I, it feels like why do you feel like you're rushing to have kids or why do you feel like you don't want to rush to have kids There's always usually a deep and meaningful story behind it. And both of you can work your ways into having that honest conversation. Don't agree with somebody and say, Oh yeah, same here. I don't want to have children. Oh, I don't want to get married. And yet, that was not really the situation. Somewhere along the lines, you, through disappointment, um, you changed a little bit and decided that, you know what, I probably shouldn't get married. Um, and again, that's why it takes on that empowering conversation. It's, it's all up to you. The conversation is all yours and this journey is all yours. So filling your emotional cup with these crazy talks has made it difficult to even know how to see the difference between insecurity talking and normal interaction. (laughs) I I don't want to get married too. (laughs) I mean, like who wants to get married? Oh, what is it now? I don't want to have a serious relationship. Just casual date. I mean, I'm always open to open relationships. Are you? Are you? Are you really? Like this question is for guys. Are you really open to an open relationship? Because guys, are okay. I my personal opinion, I can have. You know, you can come at me and give me a different view if you think that is the case. Some guys, they're okay with the open, like you know, polygamous type of dating, but dare woman then have three four other guys that she's talking to it's uh yeah it's it's fireworks so (laughs) you know have those um honest conversations as opposed to the insecurity talking can you imagine how um and so i feel like if i had said that to maybe my first day to lick me across the face can you imagine what he was expecting out of me when he licked me across the face? He was probably like thinking that I'll go, oh my goodness, this Urban Decay is lit heavy. Thank you so much. No, um, I was, I don't know what he was expecting, but it didn't, but it didn't quite help because the reality was I freaked out, told him you need to open this car door, open this, open this card door right now. As I'm like, you know, running out the car and like deleting the number at the same time, what is that? Reality versus um expectation versus reality. So following me running up to this, um, up to my apartment and laughing hysterically, like, why do people even like dating? This is so wild. This is my first date. I did not expect this to happen. Then taking pictures of the Urban Decay setting spray because <laughs> it did not budge, honey. It did not budge. And then sending it to my friends. I mean, can can we just please talk about expectation versus reality? What was the guy expecting me to do? I'll leave that answer up to you guys. Cause I did not go back and ask what happened. But then I finally got into my first grade relationship and was missing him the one time. And so that's when I had to even understand myself, the importance of, um, filling my own self love cup because I realized, you know, texting even became insane, like an insane insecurity. And then I said, nope, I'm doing my own personal growth journey because this is some wild cracker thoughts in my head. You know, it does not exist. This has not happened. Are you joking? I do not, um, you know, spend time having a conversation with this person, letting them understand who I am so that I can only become insecure. That's That was not the objective. But the reality is, was my emotional cup was being filled With misleading ideas about life. That have now become normalized ideas. Don't you feel the same way? Just insecurity just sparks out of nowhere. And then you've learned to cope by telling yourself. No this is not insecurity. This is intuition. No it's not. It's insecurity. Okay. Borrowed insecurity. Maybe if you're new to the dating game. Or long overdue need to let it go kind of insecurity. And so I went down the screen and decided, you know what, let me go back to asking him some real sincere questions and noticed that this individual, this next individual would always answer back my emails, I mean my text messages, and he was always friendly and he was always caring. And so that's something that I realized just how powerful your circle can be. And that's how I decided to start filling my own emotional cup with positive beliefs try to influence my friends out of that emotional landmine it became increasingly important to me because as a friend i felt a great responsibility um to being honest i'd much rather be an honest friend an honest coach an honest empowering a woman's empowering group leader that hey ladies let's take control first of our own worlds in order for you to be a positive um, girlfriend, a positive wife, whatever you would like to become in the dating world. Yet how do you define positive beliefs when that is all you consume? That was also the issue. I was not met with positive uh, responses all the time. Some of my friends want to just casually date because they've just, um, want to explore themselves. Um, and some of my friends want to casually date just because they're tired. The only one that I would say, if you're going to casually just go and talk to people, I always say, understand yourself. But at the same time, I think that is a scapegoat. Like I said, again, in the beginning, it's the difference between the one school that just throws condoms at everybody. And then the one school that's, um, shows this, uh, frog baby and says, if you get pregnant, your child will become this frog baby. And then five girls get pregnant and they have healthy, cute babies that look like teddy bears, and then you're like, "Oh, but none of them, none of these babies look like frogs," you know what I mean? Um, so it is, it is a very tricky one to um understand if we're taking it from maybe the human perspective of it, but so that's why I always I, I decided to be brave and talk about the godly perspective towards it, and said, so, "You know what? I think to fill in those gaps, maybe from church." We should have spoken more about the fact that you know, if you went on a personal discovery of yourself, maybe you would we wouldn't need to fill our um, fill up our time with casual dating. We would do it with intention and at the right time. Because maybe there is certain places where God wants you to be, and God wants you to contribute before you get married, or God wants you to understand yourself better, like with everybody, before you get married and bring in another human. Because love is not always a joyful boat and dating is not always a joyful boat. Even even once you've understood yourself, you're going to get into those arguments. But can you argue with somebody without making it seem like they're the one with the defect? That's what I'm talking about right here. And so understanding, removing yourself from those beliefs Sometimes you've got to have those honest conversations of, okay, but is it really worth your emotional time casually interacting with people in that kind of intimate way? Secondly, God is the only one who can fill that concept of make me your world. Making a man your world is an overwhelming pressure. Just setting up, you're just setting up a person for failure, right? We got time to cover this and more this year. So, to help to help you see which emotional beliefs are messing with your emotional uh, mental health. For instance, some of these fill your emotional space to the extent of blurring your emotional boundaries. Majority of people grew up in spaces um, where they didn't um, have emotional boundaries, and so let's say if you have a big, you came from a big home where there was no such thing as my belongings, your belongings, or whatever the case is, sometimes that could be a bad thing in a relationship. And you would want somebody to sit with you the whole entire time, as opposed to allowing somebody to be free, to express themselves and explore themselves, while also being in that relationship and that world with you. And again, this is really complicated. Because the only issue with the above is that if you come from a hometown or country, where you compete, throw stuff at each other. It's kind of normal to scream nasty words. Then imagine meeting the guy who's the complete opposite. He might not even be interesting. You might not even want to date that person because what the heck, he's not spicy? I mean, come on. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We've got to understand that in that interaction, Again, it's all about understanding your world, going through that personal discovery of, is it normal to scream at people? And is that actually love or is that really damaging in some sort of way? Does it make me cynical and sarcastic? And again, cynical and sarcastic are are coming from my definition of what the world is. So it really is, this journey really is dependent on your willingness to test your your boundaries and sometimes because the world will confirm your um toxic beliefs test what god um ask what god says go check the scriptures because what you'll find there you'll find that we were not supposed to be screaming nasty words as it, at each other Nasty screaming nasty words creates strongholds um for resentment and undealt with um with feelings that is what God is more concerned with, those kind of beliefs. That ha- having undoubted feelings, it can cause weight gain, it can cause emotional stress such as diabetes, cholesterol, high blood pressure. It's not only just about being resentful and then you being a greedy or selfish person. Sometimes there's actual physical, physiological changes to your body. Those things matter to God. Because he wants us to live a healthy and peaceful life. And sometimes being in a, 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 um, a place, an environment that's full of friction, it's not going to do much justice for your mental health. And so the, one of the things that I use as an example to say why it gets muddy again is the Hunger Games. Have you seen the Hunger Games and how the prestige have been running rampant? It is absolutely insane because how are you going to tell somebody that it's not normal to live lavishly like the rich did? But another example that I really liked and I would encourage you guys to go onto my blog and continue reading the rest is about love island and yes i love love island guys i love love island i know i'm a that's a huge contradiction but that's why i said in the beginning i was setting you guys up that um even though i love the contradictions in uh love island um i still love to watch it because then maybe it gives me like thinking points on how to you know address somebody who probably doesn't kind of see why their dating style is uh, toxic and um, limiting. But one of my favorite examples that I took about, which you should go read on my blog, is that I was watching one of the girls um, do the steps, like being uh, of, like how to be an attractive and a a sought-after girlfriend. She she would do breakfast for the guy. In this example that I used... um, Uh, wake him up have these you know intimate conversations and chat but think about it love island is so crazy even though like and i had to write this because i remember twitter went wild and i was on twitter reading all the shade and then i realized no this is kind of crazy because in reality if this was like real life okay this is like if you you if you move in with your boyfriend or you move in with your girlfriend, right? And all of a sudden, you know, your partner decides to bring in another person and says, "Oh yeah, by the way, I might, I might, you know, kiss that person uh, while she's in the house." That's what Love Island is. But the way we, you know, people get so deeply invested in the relationships, I was like, you guys, this is not The Bachelor. Oh, like this is not, you know, this is this is, this dating show is a little bit crazy it's not called the nesting island it's called love island if it was the nesting island um it would have been like a hybrid of maybe married at first sight let me say where you get married at first sight on this island and then they build you guys up by doing these like couple building uh games Um, in this game, in this season, in this episode, we're going to do these couple building games in this episode. We're going to be dealing with, um, how does you, how do you handle jealousy in a relationship? It is not that, okay. It was not build a nest Island or let's get married Island. It was not called that. It was called love Island, but the way people got invested. Oh my gosh. I just had to, I had to write about, um, those moments where, how crazy is it that even though it is life Island, how crazy is it that we do those small rituals that you make you believe again, that this person is going to love you and eliminating the whole idea. So we get so absorbed in these little rituals that you don't even look at the person and be like, okay, but are you struggling with commitment and why are you struggling with commitment? Number one, number two, do you actually ask them lovingly and without judgment? why they're struggling with commitment that's a big thing because like i said for me i struggled with commitment because i had fake breakups with people that i never dated right being a friend who sat in a lot of friends uh breakups um i got invested in those relationships with them and invested in the breakups that um i freaked out at some point about committing i was like, oh no 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 this is this is just some Fruit Loops. It's just crazy, you no? Know? It's wild, and so you have to have those. You can only have those um, those breakthroughs and uh, break away from the toxic beliefs if you have those honest conversations with yourselves. What rituals do we have um, in relationships that are just not considerate of the mental health of the person that you're dating, and is it okay am i okay with my partner being a living walking contradiction because i am a living walking contradiction you know my brother says that to me all the time he's like you know when you ask me do i look like this he's like you gave me 20 emotions and i don't know if i answer you which emotion should i answer to the one where you were happy The one where you were angry with your outfit, the one where you were uh, uh, questioning your outfit. Like, which one is it? You know, why can't you have one emotion, right? And so this is what toxic, um, basically, sieving through the toxic relationship beliefs. It has a lot to do with who you are as an individual. And sometimes I feel like maybe that's why it's okay to delay when you date. Because I think we should get into a society, get into communities, get into friendships where we encourage each other, encourage more people to go on personal discoveries, encourage more people to question um, their beliefs. And questioning your beliefs in comes only with maybe asking God and surrounding yourself with people who um, don't necessarily have the same walk of life that you do. In having those moments where you Absorb other beliefs and take in other beliefs, you'll be able to maybe look at life more critically. And in some ways, I think maybe let's just um, touch on social media just before I end this podcast with you guys, um, this episode with you guys. That in social media, open up a very powerful door for people to learn about so many people's cultures. And there's so many, um, there's so many brands, there's so many. Uh, businesses that do that where they like to open up people Um, but I will say at the same time it's very easy to also then stay within your relationship um, within your own beliefs so that being said the next time you see a sarcastic um, comment the one that irks me the most these days is relationship goals that will make you feel all the more lonely um sarcasm is also filling your cup, okay? And so that's what I would encourage everybody to spend a little bit more time with. Um is this how is this filling my self cup? Am I surrounded by people who are sarcastic about relationships? Um if so, let me step back and see and look at why are we sarcastic? Um aka are we all casual dating? Um, and maybe that has resulted in coping mechanisms like sarcasm, like sarcasm to f- those rejections um, are we having unrealistic expectations like the girls here in my country in say, oh, only text them after two hours what is that nonsense do I agree with texting somebody after two hours no I am somebody who enjoys communicating quite often so I think it's I would prefer not communicating with you. Of, um, I would prefer just communicating with you instantly. Because one, I'm not here to play games. It's not about if I text him after two hours, he'll like me more. No, 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 honey. It's not about that. Because a human being is more than just calculative thoughts. Or calculative decisions. Right? So, encourage yourself to ask yourself those kind of questions. Don't... Um, take on the ideals of the most outspoken person in your life always just take a step back and be like is this reality um what does the bible say about this what does god say about dating there was no such thing as be calculative um about who you date no it was more of uh distinct things is it dependable is he and um, does he understand who i am do i understand who he is am i considerate Um, do i forgive often am i willing to give the person the space to be a human being um, to exist in their contradictions and still like them as they are those are some of the questions that i've i always ask myself so even the guy who screamed at me from my womb um obviously i don't want to date him because i feel like obviously he has some time to deal with but it still made me feel like okay well you know if it wasn't a relationship and i did want and i did truly like this person um i would encourage that individual first um get to know yourself so that you don't project your fears onto me but secondly you also have to protect yourself by creating those emotional boundaries after you've stated that opinion to someone and they still persist into forcing you into their way of life then it's okay for you to step back. And so personal discovery allows you to have all those moments where you create boundaries, where you question beliefs, um, where you explore and separate. Is this my actual belief? Or did my friend accidentally spill her breakup into my life? And then I've broken up with uh, 20 guys. Because, you know, you might have dated one guy, but you have five friends. They all have dated, you know, maybe two guys or whatever the case is. It ends up being like 10 people you've broken up with. And so understanding those nuances of your existence and your journey will help you then um, let go a lot of experiences, um, declutter your emotional and mental space so that you can let in more positive and more building relationship ideas that's it from me guys go into that the rest of my uh blog post and read on about my love island opinion love love island okay and i'm so happy there's one in south africa but i do love the fact more that it allows me to have these conversations where i'm like hey you know you know the crazy girl uh do we are we all expect to be crazy or the the normal guy can what can we learn from these relationship episodes Thank you again. My name is Zetiswane and I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode.